Hello and a very warm welcome to episode 42 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast, a podcast about all things Hastings United. I'm your host Chris Laverick and on today's show we have Supporters Club Chairman and Press Officer of Felix Stone Walton United, Stuart Danes. He talks the tough league they're in, looking forward to our FA Trophy game and how the fans are going to make a nice weekend of it and who can blame them. Also on the show, we have a very special guest amongst all the usual reprobates that come on our fan roundtable, our boss, Chris Agata. And as ever, he's straight talking. Enjoy, Hastings fans. And now over to Felix Stowe's Stuart Danes. First of all, thank you very much for your time, Stuart. Stuart, who is the press officer for Felix Stowe and Morton, Morton United, just because I had a little cruise around your website, uh, that, that was an amalgamation of two clubs. Back in the day, wasn't it, sir? Yeah, that's right. Uh, just over 20 years ago now, there was always um, Felixstowe Town were the team that I was involved in. Um, go back decades and decades. Um, they had had a link up with a big sponsor at the port, the Felixstowe, and uh, that's all fizzled out. And there was a team in a down at step seven called Walton United, which is, Walton is actually just a part of Felix Stowe, basically. And uh, they had a lot of people involved with running that club. And yeah, it was just decided that the two clubs should merge, hence the, the name. A lot of people seem to think it's Walton, as in Walton, down the coast in Essex, uh, 10 miles down the coast. Um, but yeah, that's not, there's actually two parts of Felix Stowe. I'm, I'm, unless I'm wrong, we're, we're meeting for the first time here in the FA Trophy. Yes, uh, we nearly met in the summer. I was in discussions with your uh, team online there about having a friendly. We had advertised oh. that we needed a friend. We had a spare date in August. And uh, they replied, wanting us to come down there for a game back in August. Yeah. We couldn't go on that specific date that they wanted because one of our players was getting married on the Friday night. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and then they wanted to come up to us instead. Yeah. Again, that, that couldn't happen for various reasons. We'd had an agreement with one, and another club. So that didn't quite happen. Oh. And uh, But I said to him, oh, hopefully we'll meet in one of the cups instead. Oh, there <laughs> you go. go. Yeah. And, and, and is the gentleman in question still married, most importantly? I think so. He's suspended <laughs> at the moment um, from playing. So uh, I don't know what he's up to. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think he's still married. You would hope but, so after like three months. <laughs> yeah, we, you never know. The, I've tried it a couple of times, right? Uh, so I'm just looking at your league. I mean, you've got you've got some decent sides in there. I mean, you've got Canby Island, you've got like uh, Grays Athletic. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a t- tough old league you're in there. It's it's a it's a nightmare league. If I'm being honest, it's so tough. It's full of. Um, I mean, we we're constantly down the A12 in all those group of teams down that neck of the woods: your Romford, your Tilbury. And the Haybridge, Holbridge, you know, you name it. There's so many clubs down there we end up going down to um, often. And they're tough teams to play against, they're most mm. exciting. They really are. And uh, we've had to adapt a bit because I would say we're more of the passing football type side. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we have to adapt. And we've had to certainly in the past sort of three years get tougher. Uh, yeah, you're up against some real tough teams, you know, physically <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, they can be a bit, um, definitely a bit more physical than what we're used to in our uh, step you, five where we come up from. Nice you, you, fight, you, fight, you fight fire with fire is what you're saying. 
you, you sort of have to really yeah. um with with sort of uh with introduced players over the last three years you know who are more used to playing that that sort of level mm. but um it's it's well known for being one of the toughest leagues at this level you know hence why i think a lot of those clubs in that league do well in the national competitions you know for example the fa cup you know mm. Camp Island going through to the you know, on TV last year, Molden a couple of years ago, Sudbury have got through to the first round proper this year. So those teams always, there's always sort of a team or two who are um, doing well on the national stage as well each year as well. So I think that just goes to show the level that we're playing at really. Mm. Yeah, yeah, really tricky league. Yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll be all right with us though, because I mean, we do like to pass the ball around. Um okay. I mean, there's a few that you know might probably are going to get stuck in as well, but I, I'm sure there's a few on your team that will do the same. So uh... yeah, if we've got any players to bring, we'll um, we've got a bit of an injury crisis this season. Yeah, like, yeah. like a lot of clubs. Yeah, yeah, of all the excuses coming already, look. But the uh, <laughs> we've had maybe seven or eight what you'd call real first teamers out all oh. season, really, and you get one back, then you lose another one for illness, injury, whatever. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's been really tough. Had um. A couple of sixteen-year-olds have to come into the team last Saturday when we had a game at Sudbury, and yeah, uh, yeah so we were up against it for um, players. If I'm being honest, um, you kind of sort of sow the seeds to make you feel a bit overconfident. To uh, <laughs> no, yeah, Hastings, is, <laughs> Hastings has, has the same issues, you know. Like yeah. it's, and also we've obviously a fixture pile up. You know, it's people with recovery time and everything, uh, you know, it's, but then again, it's a good experience for some of these younger lads to come in and, you know, see if they sink or swim, you know, because you yeah. could uh, unearth uh, a couple of gems, couldn't you? Really? I mean, we're, we're quite lucky where we are because we've got quite a good academy. There's a lot of players that are coming through. I mean, we've just had a player recently went to Burnley and he's now the captain of the under 18s, is it 18s or 21s, 18s probably. Uh, over at Burnley now, and he's only been there six months. Uh, you know, obviously he, he left last season. Um, you know, so there's a lot, lot of good players from our point of view. But let's talk about your team. I mean, I mean, is there anyone? Because obviously, I, I love football. What, what who can get on the ball? Who's going to excite us? Uh, who's, well, um, basically, is going to put put the fear of God into us. Well, hopefully, uh, the striker Zach Brown. Okay. He's um he was a lad who was with us till um he was all through our junior sides, he was with us. He's a local Felixto boy. And him and his brother Charlie, mm. um, they were like the standout players of that generation, if you like. Charlie went on to play for Chelsea Youth oh, wow. and he's now playing first team football for MK Dons. He moved there in the summer. Okay. Um and Zach Brown went to Ipswich Town when they had a change in manager at the end of last season, he got released oh. and he sort of fell out of love with football in a way because of that professional game. So he's yeah. come to play for us again as he's his hometown team. And nice. uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's a handful. <laughs> well, I look forward to, to, uh, to seeing him. I mean, is there anything you want to ask? I mean, obviously any of your fans coming over. If we've, got, got... We, we've got um, lots coming. We're, uh, a lot of people are making a weekend of it. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah, I mean, staying obviously in Eastbourne rather than Hastings because it's uh, a bit nicer, probably. We uh, won't take offence to that. <laughs> we've got the better pubs, mate, but, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we've got, uh, we've got a coach coming, plus we've got, we 
we're, we're oversubscribed, so we're bringing our academy minibus as well. So um, there's quite a few coming, but there's a lot coming off their own back as well and making the weekend of it. Yeah. Well. So you should, I, I guess you'll see about 100 of us down there. We're quite well supported. Good, good. Um, well, I, mean, I, hope, well, I hope the weather's good for you if, if you are making the weekend of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's the closest abroad we'll get. This year, being that far south, I think so. Yeah, for a bit of weather, a bit of a tan. I need a bit of a tan, as you can tell. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about your your season. I mean, what, how do you think you think? I mean, obviously, you're kind of mid tableish at the moment. Yeah, we've what... had a mixed, um, we've had a mixed, obviously, set of results. Uh, hmm. we're, we're doing we've, we've won half and drawn half. Uh, hmm. Sorry, one half and lost half. Really, I'd say there's any one of those team, one of those games where we've been. Um, thought deserved losers, I would say, at Grays when they beat us 3 0. Um, the rest of that have been very close. So it's one of them leagues where you know you, you, you win one week and you, you know you think, oh, right, you know, a point or fourth or something, and then you know you go and lose, and then you're, you're looking at 16th place all yeah. of a sudden. It's very, very tight. Anyone, everyone beats everyone in that league, apart from. There's two clubs at the bottom which are looking a bit vulnerable, but the rest, literally everyone, everyone beats everyone week in, week yeah. out. There's several favourites for the league, you know, already, and uh, they're all having mixed fortunes. Tilbury were one of the favourites there. I think they're third bottom, fourth bottom at the moment. We beat them in their last home game. No, our last home game, sorry. Yeah. Um, so we've done all right. We had a good result in the FA Trophy um, the first round, and we played at Molden and Tiptree. I took a penalty shoot out, but uh, in sudden death, and we won there. And we've got a good pedigree in this competition, really. Last year, we had we went way above and beyond. We went to the third round proper. That was during lockdown, and we had to go up to Basford in Nottingham to play that one, who were like top of the national, what was that, national Premier League, Premier, Northern Premier League, I think it was. Okay. Um, they beat us, I think it was 2-0 in the end. So we, we were allowed up because we were a media team, but we couldn't take anyone with us because they were in um, level two, what it was, lockdown at that time, yeah. back in November, of course. But we, we'd had a great run in that competition with big teams um, from higher up leagues like Met Police, mm. Leatherhead away, and um, yeah, with uh, Westfield at home and um, Wakering from our league. So we'd had a real good run in that league. And I'll be honest, when we drew Molden away, that's such a tough place to go. We were sort of expecting, uh, you know, it ends as soon as it starts. But yeah, we, we get um, we get a good result down there. And then absolute prime draw. You know, we obviously we know you're, you know, you're a big club down there and you get big crowds and, you know, it's an attractive, real attractive fixture for us. And everyone was delighted with that. And yeah, the, the buzz around the place about this weekend is actually quite, Quite epic, really. It's been um, excellent. Yeah, you know, we had uh, the, it's those days out that you remember, really. You know, if I look yeah. back at all the years I've been involved, you remember those those type of days out. You know, when you have a good um, a good cup game away from home, mainly they're the ones that always stick in your memory. So yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Oh, good. I mean, we're obviously going to give you a game, and any Chris Agard's team's going to come out, and it's going to give you a game. It ain't going to be seventy uh, percent. Uh, and you know, uh, well, g- good luck. I mean, obviously, enjoy enjoy the weekend. Um, I obviously hope you don't enjoy the ninety minutes at the end. Uh, I hope that at the full time we get a result. But obviously, we, we you know all of us Hastings fan, we, we wish you all the best and obviously safe journey. 
yeah thanks for you as well uh, we'll be you know we're looking out for your results already since we spoke in the summer actually with your, your media team there and uh, you're doing well obviously you're playing tonight aren't you yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Ashford. We got, we got. That's, uh, yeah. That's a. It's going to be a toughie. I mean, we we turned them over last game. We they we let, they had the bit of the uh, bit of the bock over us, uh, and then this last game we played them. They were surprisingly not up for it, and we turned them over quite easily, really. Um, so I hope that happens again. You know, okay. you, you might, you might, you might see me Saturday, and I'm I'm full of tears because uh, we we got bashed, but I don't think so. But. Um, yeah, Let's hope so at the end, anyway. But the, <laughs> it's um, I, but I guess you're hoping for promotion this year, then, are you? Uh, yes. Uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, it's we obviously should have had. Well, we would have got if, before COVID. We we would have yeah. gone up. We were like, I think, as I remember, three, four games in hand, five, six points clear, and they were yeah. against all uh, low teams that were would you know we we would have beat them. Um, and it's just the way it is, and that's the way it is for a lot of clubs that have obviously been affected by covid you know it's yeah there were several there was there was several round here actually you had the same mm. at stone market who are now in our league they were something like 20 points clear oh jesus um, yeah yeah to come up into our league and then last year they eventually got to because um they they cherry picked a few clubs didn't they due to yeah. their um recent history so it came good in the end but yeah that was tough for all those clubs yeah it certainly so, was but yeah we we certainly hope we're going to get well uh, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll try and make it easy for you by taking the focus away from your cup. Oh, well, that's very nice of you. Yeah. Concentrate on the league. <laughs> we're good people. We'll do that, especially for you. Oh, you'll do it for us, will you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're I think to. we're a bit greedy. I think we're a bit greedy, but we will find out. Now, this is coming out on Thursday, uh, the podcast, but um, obviously Saturday, uh, I'm part of the Supporters Club there, so I'll be handing out tap at the at the main gates anyway so okay. uh if you see us please say hello and uh, i'll buy you a beer or if you're driving i'll get you a cup of tea Stu, thank you for your time no worries anytime yeah yeah you take care and um uh i'll see you at the game yeah okay commiserations for saturday <laughs> and um <laughs> we'll see you there yeah see you mate take care see you later you say you need a plumber you also want them to be members of the finest team in Sussex, if not the world? Well, it's not a monster, it's GNS Mechanical Services for all your plumbing needs, covering all the southeast, even Whitehawk. Give that man Gary Elfrick a call on 07793 125 571. That's 07793 125 571. You won't be sorry. Are you up for a bit of trick or trivia? Do you have the pumpkins to play this scary Halloween quiz? Even if it is hosted by everyone's favourite drummer, George Gasson. If you are, the Hastings United Independent Supporters Club are laying on our Halloween quiz. So on the 29th of October, doors open 6.30, ice down 7pm, £3 a person. It's at the Pilot Bar. Come on, it'll be a lot of fun. Go to our website, hu-supporters.club, or email us, info.huisc at gmail.com, or contact this podcast to get your tickets. And now over to a special roundtable. We have the pleasure of the insights of Hastings boss, Chris Agata, and a big thanks to Leon, Smithy, Wills, Flatwhite Andy, George, 
and of course Aggie for making it happen. First of all, it's a very warm welcome to Mr. Wills, Flat White Andy, Leon, Adam Smithy, and of course the wonderful legend, uh, English Jose, <laughs> English Jose, Chris Agata, with, with uh, tremendous David Bellamy Beard. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, right. So we, it was a busy week, a few ups and downs on this one. Um, first of all, for, for any of us, we went to Hythe. Uh, decent result. Uh, some lovely goals. Um, anyone want to talk about Hythe first up? With Did Chris? we go to Hythe? I hope we didn't go to Hythe. Did we go? Oh, don't start. I'm tired. <laughs> where did we? Where did we fucking play? It was three nil, wasn't it? We did hide last week, didn't we? I think you're thinking of the four-two win at the weekend, aren't you, Chris? I hope you are. Oh bloody! Hell. Sorry, Chris. That, mate, I tell you, this is. I can talk about hide if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to know what hairdryer treatment Chris gave the lads at half time. I want to know what he said. Oh, what? Yeah, go on. Hype, yeah, I want to know the hair dry treatment you must have given the lads because they definitely come out. I just couldn't believe team. how bad we were. I couldn't believe how bad we were, Leon. Honestly, I, I, I said to the, I said, just said to him at half time, I said, I can't sit there watching another 45 minutes of something that's as bad as that. It's just, but I, I think, I think it was from the obviously the weekend where you're, you're um, in front of eight, 900 people. At Maidenhead, and it's a big game and um, big expectations, big occasion. Then you sort of go to Hive, and it's always a, it's always a tough game. It's a bit of a it is a bit of a slog, but uh, I just I thought there was a little bit of a hangover for it, and I thought we got caught half and half as well. Um, between are we playing it short and playing through the pitch, or are we going a bit more direct? And I thought we ended up doing neither. Mm. Um, so it was just more like reinforcing our standards and just making it a bit more black and white in terms of what we needed to do to win the game, really. And I'm, I'm lucky, I'm lucky really with the lads. I don't really have to do too many um, finger pointing or, or hammerings because it's it, it, a lot of it's self-police from the lads. So, um, yeah, it's, it's um, the lads look after themselves a lot of the time. Okay. Yeah, one of the highlights from that game, obviously apart from the goals, um, I think Sam Adams and Kenny sort of tried to do a little one-two and Kenny fluffed it, basically. And I think they're yeah. best mates, aren't they? And you can literally hear Sammy say, Kenny, you effing lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't repeat because it's going to go out on the podcast. But, it, it, yeah, Sammy it's... beat me to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just made, this, you know, it's made me chuckle, yeah. a little highlight of all the... Yeah, that's what I like about Sammy, is it doesn't matter, because you get a lot, like some lads that, will only say certain things to certain players. Like Tom Chalmers gets it in the ear from everyone because Tom's Mr. Compliant and won't say anything to anyone, whereas Sammy doesn't care. You know, he demands it from anyone. So even his best mate, which is great. Would you say the first half, because I I think I was a bit late last week, but um, the first half, so it was, it's that difficult thing of mental fatigue, would you say, Chris? Um, where, whereby whatever happened at half time that second half and i i thought especially led by sammy was mm. was just that grit and determination and that kind of mental change which is difficult to switch on when when it's in the doldrums a bit but um it was a great turnaround yeah i, ju- I just think 
sometimes we need to remember why we've been successful and for all of the the nice football that we've played, there has been times when we've been a bit more basic and been a bit more direct. But one thing that we've always done is outwork the opposition. And I, and I think as basic as it sounds, I think if if to a man you can you can run more and work harder than your opposite number, you're always going to have a chance. And I, I think mm-hmm. it was just sort of, we need to put main net behind us. Yeah, great. It was, it was all nice and, and uh, it was a great support around it and a great atmosphere and nice occasion, but we've got to get back to what we're, we're good at. And uh, the term we use is we're dogs, you know, we're, we're dogs that run and we work hard and compete. And I just think Sammy, epitomise that I agree with you John I thought he left from the front and he was running past people to press people yeah um, mm. so, so yeah I, I agree I think that that was obviously the couple of quality goals and but both the goals both Sammy's and Kenny's goals come off the back of uh, a high press and a regain um, mm. so so yeah I couldn't agree more to be honest is it a different pressure as well Going into every game as the oh, honestly, honestly, it's been. I'll be really open. Honest, it's been really tough this year because everyone, everyone has said to me, "Are oh, you'll win it again," or they just mm. assume that we're going to win every game because because of what we've done and because we. I mean, the the game last night was the fourth league game we've lost in nearly three years, and because we've set such high standards, everyone just assumes that it's more of the same. And it's been really, we're almost a victim of our own expectations and our own sort of standards because, I mean, personally, I go into every game and like it's a cup final. And I, and I think, I think it's, it's been, it's been tough this year because on top of, um, on top of just, the expectations a lot of the older lads have been out of the game for nine months with the lockdown situation or what felt six nine months whatever it was but they've had a sort of disjointed last year or so which I think's really impacted them if I'm honest and then a lot of our best young players have moved on mm. so it's been it's been a real um, it's been really tough and we're everyone's cup final so we we never play a team on an off day, like never. We never have, we never play against anyone and they have a bad day. They're always, uh, like Hive, like Hive, we've watched them a couple of times and they looked a different team against us. Like Phoenix Sports, Phoenix Sports don't even look like a football team sometimes and then they play against us and they cause us all sorts of problems. But It's that lack of pressure being the underdogs, isn't it? You Yeah, well, it's just that you, everyone... Everyone just expects us to win. Yeah, mm. but it's 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 good because I can remember when when I first took over and we were weren't in as good a place. And if we lost, it was like, well, you know. It's, it, whereas now it's if you lose, it's the world's going to end. I mean, the amount of messages I've had today going, "Don't worry, chin up." It's like, I deal, relax, don't worry about it. But you know, it's, it's we've got a long way to go, sort of thing. Speak to me, Sorry, boys. If, if I waffle, Chris, by the way, just tell me to shut up because I can no, talk we've... for England. No, you, you're you not in Billy Woods League at all, mate, Chris. I, I don't think <laughs> that you... is very true. Yeah. So. <laughs> and that's staying in. That's staying in. 
What, uh, <laughs> but, what turned out to be a fairly comfortable win against Phoenix Sports. It didn't feel like that for a little while, but um, it was a bit of a funny old game. That Going 2-0 up within, what was it, about 15 minutes? And then they, they kind of sneaked back in the game. I mean, what... Just going directly to you first, Chris. Like, what what was your thoughts when when we went two 0 up? Did you think this is going to be we're just going to turn this lot over? Or no, it, it felt like the Broadfields game. Yeah, it, it felt like we scored too early. Like, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it almost takes you off guard a little bit. I mean, we thought when we played Broadfields in that first attack and we scored, you could just see the body language of the players was like oh, this is going to be a cruise and. I got the same feeling at when we scored that second goal. I just mm. thought, oh, you know, it, just a horrible situation. I know, obviously, you'd rather go two goals ahead and steamroll teams, but I just think sometimes when you're playing against uh, teams like that, like John just said, they literally have nothing to lose. They're 2-0 down. They throw the kitchen sink at it, and before you know it, you're on the end of uh, a shock result. Um, and what didn't help, I mean... I, I didn't cut the grass, so which is a problem for us or can be a problem for us. And also, we this is one of the most ridiculous things you guys are ever going to hear. I've never known this in football. They overinflated every single football. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, standard pressure of a football should be 10 PSI. Yeah. And we were kicking balls around that were over 25 PSI. So we were essentially trying to kick a cannonball in the jungle. It was ridiculous. And just little things like that, you think, oh, it's just, it, it, it wasn't as straightforward as as, uh, as we would have liked. Definitely not. God, the darker side <laughs> of the game, eh? Jeez. It was unbelievable. It, honestly, <laughs> it, it sounded like, some, like, I thought it was like watching Kingpin. It was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was like Wimbledon type tactics. The well, honestly, John, you could hear when the, we kicked the ball. It was like a, well, we've all kicked a ball that's over pumps up. You think get the air out of that? It was mm. honestly, it was mm-hmm. it was mad. And then they would throw that you kick one ball out of the ground. And you think, oh, thank God, that's that one gone. And then they throw one on. That's even harder than the last <laughs> one. I think what is going on? But yeah, yeah, it's what it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, chaps, any thoughts? Any thoughts you want to sort of pass over to Aggie about that about Phoenix game? I think we um, we we did we looked good from every attack in the first half, whether it's a throw, whether it's a corner. But there was when they got one goal back, we just looked a bit unsettled at the back. Yeah, that looks a bit of a worry, X. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's um, when it's the thing is with Gaz. When you're missing Gary Elphick, it's not just like one player. He has such a big influence across the whole team. Um, he make, I mean, we, we always say it. He makes other players and the people around him better. You know, he turns sixes into sevens out of ten. So, whenever he's not playing, um, it's a real, it's a real uh, challenge for us. And add to that, Marcus Goldsmith, who I think's been up there of our Player of the Year this year. I think he's he's improved so much. Mm. Um, with him not being available as well, it's disrupted what was becoming a sort of um, quite settled back line. So, yeah, no, I completely agree. As we, I, I've felt the same as you. Every time they went forward, 
normally I'm a bit, I'm quite content. But on Saturday, I thought, like when they went 3-2 and then they went through and you think, oh no, like 3-3. Because Phoenix is all, I've never won at Phoenix until that game. Um, so, and there's always been high scoring games. I mean, we drew 3-3 down there, I think three years ago. And um, yeah, so yeah, no, I agree. I wasn't, I certainly wasn't settled with how uh, strong we were defensively. I think you say about Marcus, I think Kane in that game, he looked quite good. He looked really settled and is that his natural position or is he a midfielder? No, he's he's a midfielder by trade, but um, he isn't going to play in our midfield, to be quite blunt. I mean, that getting in our midfield, well, you see it. I think our player of the year last year, Ryan Worrell, um, at the minute, isn't isn't able to get in, in the side, rightly or wrongly. And off the back of how well Sammy, Dicko, Hass and um, Tom have played. So, yeah, so for Kane, we've done a lot of work with him. It's almost retraining as a right-back. Um, yeah. Because... Uh, he's, a, he's a he's a I know it's a bit cheesy, but I don't think he can have enough good people around it. And he's 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 a, he's a really good footballer. Like he's he used to be at Brighton as a kid, so he's, he's a real good technician. Um, both he understands the game really well. Um, so we've sort of like we did with Jake Elliott when Jake was a centre back, and we tried to move him to right back. We've sort of tried to do the same with Kane. Um, yeah. And yeah, I agree. I think he's done. I thought he was. Very good against Ashford. Um, he set a couple of goal line clearances, to be fair, against Ashford. And um, yeah, I think I think he'll do all right. Uh, that's good. And then you say about getting into the midfield. Dicko's been different class this season. Yeah. He's sort of quietly gone about his business and really set the world alight, but done everything properly. Yeah, well, we 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 changed his role this year um, because he's playing a bit deeper. Um, yeah. So when, obviously Ryan, so when we lost Ben Ward last year, I mean, we're still not struggling. When we lost Adam Lovett, we used to play with one holding and Adam could do the job of two or three people in there. He was a, he was a, a machine. And then when we lost Adam, we couldn't quite replace him like to like. So then we had to change. So we, now we go with two holding. Um, and then Ryan gets injured and we needed, and we're Ben Ward going as well. It, open the door really for Dicko to because I know Dicko's probably best position is an attacking midfield player um, but he's he said to me in pre-season he said I'll, I'll, I'll play in there if you need me in there um, and then off the back of that we sort of give him a run of the games I agree I think he's been our player of the year I think between him and Marcus um, I think Marcus probably most improved but Dicko has been I think even last night I thought he was he was Excellent. Um, he's, yeah, he's had a really good year. It seems yeah. seems that there's been a bit of a change. I've always um, been a fan of his tackle, but he seems to be playing with his head at the moment as well. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'll just thought funny. about what I'm saying. And <laughs> oh, no, I know Chris is going to use that in a derogatory way, but... <laughs> would I? Would I ever, mate? Uh, no, he's a good footballer as well, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, um, yeah. No, he's 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 just um, he he was a good advert for because 
I don't know if you know, he's just got married. Yeah. And yeah. thing is with Jack, he's re- he's not like, uh, for example, me, I didn't even know where my wedding was. Like my wife sort of organised it all and <laughs> got it done and I just turned up. Whereas Jack, Jack's really, uh, he's like our social secretary within the team. He's a real good guy and he's really invested in, in people as well. And he was really, well, rightly so, really invested in his wedding planning. And I think he was, that was occupying a lot of his, um, a lot of his time away from football. And so he's got quite a stressful job, whereas now his life's a lot more settled. So I think he's a lot happier in his football and probably a lot more concentrated in his football. Do I have a, a Mr. Gasson in the room? Is Mr. Gasson there? Is it? Oh, he's not there. Though. He was. Where I'm here. Got, I'm, oh, here. Oh, yeah, I'm here. It. I'm here. So I was late. I was busy writing the, que- the questions for the quiz on Friday. Oh, well done. So, right. Well, we were we were just talking Phoenix Sports. Uh, if there's anything you want to ask Aggie about the Phoenix Sports game, no, we we won that one. So uh, obviously, no one, no one no one needs to talk to Aggie about that because it doesn't matter if we win a game, does it? So I'd rather rather moan at him about last night. <laughs> no, it's good good to see you know scoring scoring four goals on the road is you know it's always always yeah. good fun. So, yeah, yeah, cheers for that. Um, I don't know why anyone. Yeah, no, just um, no questions. No, no questions asked again. We won it. We won it, Chris. It's fine. All right. Well, okay. If no one else wants to ask anything about Phoenix, we move on to the Ashford game. Um, Chris, your we overall thoughts, mate. Oh no, mate. I'm sorry. Um, uh, first half. Um, first half, the better side albeit they always carried a threat. Um, felt like we mixed our game up really well, so tempted, in, tempted them into a few high presses, which meant we could go over the top quicker and get onto their back line quick. When they were caught half and half, I thought we played through them well. Um, created chances and played with a good tempo and good energy. I thought our regains were decent. I just thought... It was a proper, probably a solid seven out of ten performance first half, um, and half time it was just a case of lads more of the same. Um, don't overcomplicate anything. Don't um, we don't need to go above and beyond. Nobody needs to take eighty five touches on the ball. Um, just play simple. You know, if we can pass it short, we'll pass it short. If we can play round them, we'll play round them. Um, but just really just more emphasising the fact that we've been the better side and that we beat them two weeks ago and it just needs to be a case of more of the same. Um, big message was dominate both boxes as well. I always think against Ashford, if you can dominate both boxes and win second ball, you're halfway there um, because there are, I mean, you guys will know as well as me that they're a team that they, they're all about areas and territory and putting you under pressure, dominate second ball, ball goes wide, and then they put so many bodies in your box. And they it's sort of like shock and awe type of football. They really sort of stick it on you. Mm. Um, and so when you've got the likes of Gary Elphick and Craig Stone and, and Marcus and your full strength in there, we're more likely to stand up to it. Um, like I think we did a couple of weeks ago, whereas... Second half, I just thought we got overwhelmed. We 
stopped dominating both boxes, stopped winning second ball, um, which coupled with our, for whatever reason, I mean, we spoke about it briefly after the game, but I try not to say too much after the game because emotion, you know, when you win, you're the best thing in the world. When you lose, you're the worst thing in the world. But the, the general feeling was after the game, we stopped passing the ball. And um, the thing is against a team like Ashford, if you, if you give the ball back to them, it just gives them more opportunities to put the ball in your box and eventually something's got to give. Um, how, did the, how did the team feel after, the, after full time? Really disappointed. Um, it's oh, we alluded to it earlier that we're not used to losing so when we lose it's like bloody hell what's, what's this you know like um, and so just a real feeling of disappointment I mean for me personally it's something I need to get better at like I'm the worst loser in the world and I'm not very good at, at coping with it either like I'm not happy at all and because I, <clears throat> I wear my heart on my sleeve, I sort of tend to say what pops into my head, which isn't always the best thing. Um, um, but I suppose it's a good thing in terms of, because we're not used to losing, it shows that mm. it doesn't happen very often. Um, but the, the challenge really is the last time we lost, which was Ramsgate, we didn't lose for two months. So it's always, it's always been, right, let's use it as fuel to... Um, to move forwards, really, as, as cheesy as that sounds. Um, yeah, I was going to say, was, um, was that a bit of like a wake-up call for the lads? Because obviously first half against Hive, they weren't at the races at all. And sat against Phoenix, they sort of let them back into the game a bit. Yeah. Um, I think I think someone said on there last week, you know, against Hive, if you play like that against a decent team, you'll get punished, which, which you know, we got punished last night. Yeah, one one hundred percent, Leon. I, see, it's we've, I think we've won ten of the last twelve, but I think we've probably only played one hundred eighty minutes of good football in that time. Mm. Like our best performance of the season for me was Whitehawk, which was straight after yeah. the Ramsgate game. Like that was our most. Obviously, it's all subjective, isn't it? What people have their own preferences, but um, Whitehawk was for me our best performance. Um, and it's just been interesting, really, because we've we've uh, 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 it's a it, bit of a running theme with the assistant manager. I say to him, so we've just won eleven out of or ten out of eleven, and we haven't played well yet. Um, but it's just, <clears throat> I think it's still off the back of uh, pre-season where we had a horrendous pre-season, um, and we just seem to be slow. We're, we're traditionally slow anyway at picking up the pace from the start of the season. I, I think, I think we, in that first year, we, uh, we went top in December. Um, so we're traditionally slow, but I think that hasn't been helped with pre-season. Um, I'm trying to put my finger on it. I'm not, normally I'm quite sure on where we're at, but I'm not 100% at the minute. Um, I, I think, as I said, I think the, the long layoff is, as has caused a lot of problems for a lot of people. Like physically, we're we're struggling to get the same team on the pitch. I mean, we haven't we haven't played our full strength side yet this year. And and a theme of our last couple of successful years is we've always been able to put the same team on the pitch. So after the first year where we lost in the playoff semi final, and I chopped and changed far too much. I would rotate and 
I would try and be too clever with it. What we sort of thought was, let's go have a smaller squad. And if the if the team wins, that team stays out on the pitch. You know, we put our best players on the pitch. And we've, we've always been quite, well, it might be lucky with being able to do that. Whereas this year, we've just not been able to do it. Like, like Marcus getting injured, Gaz, Popey, inconveniently having a baby, which means he's not available. Like last night, you just think, well, but, you know, it's, it's, um, I've, I'm pretty sure we'll come good. Well, we'll have to. Um, but I've, we just keep trying to say, is, well, we've won the games we have away from home and have been nowhere near our best. So as long as we keep trying to work towards our best and keep trying to improve, hopefully results should keep picking up. Okay. Mm. So, so it it can serve a purpose as a bit of a wake up because I suppose if you're if you're playing a little bit under par but pick, winning games, it can build a kind of false sense of of confidence possibly, and maybe coming up against a good Ashford side and you know with the injuries as well that might might be a good kind of reset. Maybe do you think? Yeah, I think I think well from my perspective, I, I I mean some of you I know more than any others, but I'm a nightmare. Like I'm I'm a real pessimist. So like which is why I think one of the reasons we've been able to chain together lots of wins because we when we win on a Saturday by five five thirty, six o'clock, I've put it to bed and I'm next game. And the the fear of losing the next game overwhelms everything else so I'm I'm on the lads in terms of uh, can't get ahead of ourselves don't get too you know like don't get you know, we need to improve on this we need to do this we, we, and we're lucky with the lads as well the lads are, are good as gold in terms of um, they set high standards for Stoney on Saturday for example after the Phoenix game he was fuming he was absolutely fuming um, because we conceded two goals and he individually didn't play well um, so I think I, th- I think um, I don't think we'll ever get too carried away of ourselves but also on the flip side what we can't do is just assume we're going to win games because we've done it yeah. for the last three years because mm. because um, and that that's what it doesn't annoy me but so many people said to me before the season started Kai you'll win again you'll win it you just think it sort of devalues well, you know, you guys have all supported Hastings for a long time and the Hastings have been trying to get out of this league for a long time. And it sort of devalues how hard it is to get out. I mean, if you think back to that Darren Hare team, it was a brilliant side with good players and played great football, far better football than what we've played lately, to be honest. And even they didn't get out. So you sort of... We, we need to sort of remember that we have to be right at it all of the time to just keep picking up points because I, I think as well I think like Hayward Heath they're flying Cray Valley Cray Valley look very good Herm Bay look very good so um, we can't we certainly can't sort of take too long to get going but then also we're not losing sight of the fact that we know how to win games and you know you know it's a marathon not a sprint yeah yeah We'll get there, Aggie. Come on, come on, snap out of it, mate. No, no, I'll, I'll, Chris, don't, don't worry about that. I'm, the thing is, like, I'm, um, I'm bad after we lose. 
Like, I, yeah. you know, I, I won't be happy. Like, even if we win on Saturday against Felix, though, I don't care like too much because it's not a league game. Hmm. I won't be happy until we've won another league game. But I think, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not moping around the building and like sending no, everyone into a deep depression. But like, on the flip, <laughs> like, I think the thing is part of the reason we have done well is because, you know, we, we don't settle for too much and we we don't. Like we we want to we want to do better. We we want to we want to kick on. So uh, d- don't worry. I'll, I'll put a smile on my face next time I see good. you. Good, good. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, well, just moving on from to Felix though. Then what? I mean, what sort of side we're going to put out against them? I mean, as you say, you know, the league is obviously the focus, but I know, and I know you want to win every game. Yeah. But, I, I, but what's what's the team like? I mean, is that uh, what is because I know it's a bit walking wounded these days. What 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 sort of side will go out against Felix though? I'll be well. Marcus Goldsmith's legs still uh, hanging off, which doesn't look very good at all. Um, Gary Elphick, I'll be. There's more chance of me playing than Gary on Saturday. So yeah, so with uh, Lamray, we're having to monitor with his hamstring all the time. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we do have walking wounded, but we'll be in training tomorrow night and then what so what we do is we have an injury clinic before training so everyone will be in getting treatment and then we sort of do a do a um, sick rep if you like and then work back from that <clears throat> um but now we we'll, we'll, we will go as strong as we possibly can um and to win that game god you know don't get me wrong it's an it's an inconvenience but I still want to win it it's a it's a home game at the pilot field and I want to like two games I can't remember the last time we lost two games in a row. So, um, yeah, no, we, we'll be going as strong as we possibly can to win that. I was just going to say um, about the fantastic attendance last night. It really shows the potential of the club. Uh, um, they chose the right game. I've never known since coming up in the mid 70s, whenever we've had a bumper crowd, we've always lost. <laughs> <laughs> So it'd be better to have turned people away for that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Should have had a floodlight failure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice about... to see. Oh, sorry, Leon. Sorry, Leon. I was going to yeah. say, it's nice to see. Um, I think there's quite a few youth teamers up there because I'm um, a lad I work with. His boy plays for under nines, I think. And I think they were training beforehand and a lot of the parents sort of took their kids up. Was, yeah, something I saw. It was nice. Nice to see. Sort of, you know, get the kids involved. I'm sure they could have seen a, like we said, seen a better game. But yeah, well, I, I spoke to because I'm obviously I speak to a few of the youth team coaches all the time about on the coaching side of things because that's more my bag, really. Like, I'm, I'm more a coach than I am a manager, to be honest. But and um, so then when they all come up, I saw one of them tonight. He said, "Oh, God, I'm glad I come and watch that game." Because me talking about how we're going to play and what we're going to do, and then. We smash it seventy yards for forty-five minutes, and it comes back. <laughs> Christ, but you know. But no, mm. it's just to be fair, it's just great having. The thing that I like is like Sam Adams, for example, having photos with the under 11s team and things like that. I just think it's credit to um, credit to like Ben White, Dean White, because they that, they are like massively in the background. Really, they don't really put their head above the parapet. And they sort of go about their work quietly, and um, like within the academy, and that as um, like alongside Bill, they've 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 joined everything up, and it's brilliant now. Like like it's a 
with uh, amongst the Furs and the pilot field and down the Alexandra Park. Obviously, we struggled for facilities, but it's um, there's loads of Hastings United teams playing, which which is great, really, for the community. I think. So it's definitely a lot better to when I was a kid. So I've been going up there like, since I was about seven, eight, and at secondary school, I think it was only me and one other lad in my year that used to go up and watch Hastings, and I'm sure that number's increasing every you know every season. Yeah, I'd noticed a massive difference in the support from like when I first took over. It was you got the vibe that you were sort of being willed to lose a little bit, like. And, and that sounds quite negative, but it was it was quite a dour type of support. I can always remember Hassocks in the Senior Cup. There's 127 people there. I can remember thinking, and we were drawing, thinking, oh, my God, like, is this what it's all about? And then, whereas now, you do, I, I, I do feel like that there's a real positivity around the ground and a, a good vibe, really, which um, which does definitely help. Not in the main stand, though, Chris. Not in the main stand. A flat white, Andy. Well, thanks, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> did you throw a lighter at Billy Wood? That's what I want to know, mate. <laughs> did I throw a lighter at Billy Wood? It was what you, wasn't it? If I had a lighter, that was me. <laughs> Who would do that? No, it's a, no, it's um, it's it's interesting. Anyway, hello, Chris. We've I've never spoken Andy, to you right? due to my various um, gallivanting and absences. Um. I think that that's the interesting thing. Yes, I was sat in the main stand because I didn't want to get wet. Um, <laughs> there's a, there's a huge amount of um, goodwill even in even in there. And that's one of the nicest things I think at the moment. That was probably the thing that slightly annoyed me more than anything yesterday was um, was uh, was that was that big crowd and um, and the air coming out of the room during the second half. Did that? Did they? It was when when Ashford was sort of really pressed in the second half was that a conscious decision the way they all sort of sat back and turned it into a sack against defense or was it just we just we just could not keep hold of the ball it was that was the thing that was I think was the most stark difference between going in at half time and coming out again the way that it just it just turned there was just a sort of if if there was in play betting going on there was an absolute inevitability of them they just needed to get lucky once and they did Mm, yeah no, they're definitely not. I, I felt they were there for the taking at half time. Yeah. Um I, I think I think if we got an early goal, I thought I think it could have been three or four. So um the message was very much more the same. Um freak at that free kick of Sam Hasler's that shot across the if that just needed one touch on that yeah. and everything yeah. is so different. This is this is why it was so frustrating after the game because I felt like we had more than enough about us to, to win the game. But um, and as I said, with that with that on top in the first half, you think, well, let's just more of the same. But for whatever reason, um, we just seemed to go into a negative mindset. I mean, when we did when we did go longer, and when you do go longer, as you guys know, it's got to stay up there. It's got to stick, and it didn't. And it come back too quickly. Um, yeah, it was it was very frustrating, very frustrating. Yeah. But and also, what I would say, I'm partly to blame for that because I think I think I was too slow in making our substitutions. I think if I've been a because I I've got quite good at getting the flow of the game in terms of understanding um, understanding 
like the direction the game's going in. So, so if I feel like the opposition's getting on top, you can almost see it coming and preempt it a little bit. Whereas I could see it coming last night, but I was too slow in our subs. And I think maybe if we were a bit quicker, we would have freshened it up. I think it might have shifted the momentum back a little bit in our favour. So that's a frustration. Yeah, because Tom Chalmers did make a difference when he came yeah. up and he carries the ball so beautifully. And that, that did, he was sort of taking three or four men with him. And it did sort of, did, there was 10 minutes just before they scored their third goal where... Mm where it all came together a bit more, but it was always up against the break and they were so quick and so... Yeah. I don't think we'll see many teams as incisive as that at the, at the pilot field this year. I think that's the one thing. They're absolutely um, sharp as anything, aren't they? Just didn't do mm. trick. Do you, do you know what I think that gets me, though? I, I genuinely think... I know it's a, it's a, it's a strange one. Is, I think if you put them in a different kit and you put a different badge on their chest... I don't think they would have the same aura about them. But I just think because of, I, I hate to say it, they're a bit of a bogey team. Well, that's one interesting thing you should say, because they've now done us three times in three big games, haven't they? Yes. Does that play on the lad's mind? Well, with the trophy game, uh, the, the priority was always, well, it sounds obvious, but we've got to win this game. No matter how it looks and what it looks like, we've got to stop that. Ashford beating Hastings um, momentum that they've had over the past couple of years. And when we'd done that, I thought, like, we're all right now. And then when you saw the first half last night, you thought, yeah, we're, we're in a good place. But then for whatever reason, um, and genuinely, I can't, obviously, I, I think it's probably a combination of a few things and which have all added up to quite a high percentage on why they've gone and won the game. Um, but they do seem to cause us problems but then I do also think we've played better teams this year like Herne Bay Herne Bay I thought were excellent were really good against us um, and they were a really good side but you know that's taking nothing away from Ashford I think Ashford I think Ashford will be top three uh, top three or four so um, but yeah it just seems it's just amazing that like the psychological side of things in terms of um, how much it can impact um, the players because I think when that, that has to be said, the goal's a thing of beauty, I thought. I must admit, the, the sort of lazy turn and cross from, from Haz was just yeah. absolutely sensational. Yeah, he did, just, just didn't look as though he was going to do anything with it and then suddenly ping. And, and when, when Lamray scored that, I thought everybody's, well, certainly everybody where I was, we just thought, oh, it's going to, this time it's going to be okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, what can you say? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's, that's it. It was, um, it's, it's annoying. It is annoying. Yeah, it's old, old, like, and I, I, I hate losing more than I enjoy winning, as bad as silly as that sounds. And the th- thing is, it's just, I feel like, I feel like we've got more than enough of the, of the tools to deal with what they threw at us. But just for what, and I'm not, as I said, I, I can't put my finger on it, but. I do think one of the big factors was the substitutions, which I, I think I think we could have dealt with better and managed a little bit better. No, it was brilliant you coming on after that because it stopped us just sitting carping on our own, and it's given us a really a really constructive outcome of this. I think so that's really nice to really nice from my point of view to hear your thoughts on it. No, it's, it's really interesting. I I I I enjoy it. I, I enjoy. Um, talking football it's, it's nice um, 
it's nice as well because I know you, you guys are, uh, are behind what we do and back what we do. Obviously, I listen to the podcast every week, and um, I, t- I take things away from I take things away from what you guys say. It's, it's not. Um, I just like the fact that everyone wants Hastings to do well. Um, and to be fair, if we'd won last night, I would have been more likely to not come on. But because we lost, it's more out of the principle in terms of it's all right to sort of be clapping the fans after the game, after you win. But also you've got to take your medicine when you lose and, and be a man about it as well, for one yeah. of the better phrase. Mm. Well, we look we look forward to not having you on for quite a while then. Yes, that'd be a nice problem to have. You John, you that... sound like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, one last thing for me. Do you feel that Cray Valley game in a couple of weeks' time is a bit of a, a bit of a belter now? Yeah, I think I, just, I look at every I game. Like and... indi- I don't like to pick out individual games. I know you're not supposed to do that, but that seems to me like quite because of our because of the big team situation, we feel like we need a win against one of the big teams. Yeah, I, I, honestly, it's it's um, every game. I know it sounds a bit, no, um, yeah, yeah, it's easy, but every game is like we always seem to bring out the best in everyone. Which I, I get it, I understand it. It's just it just makes it, uh, it is really hard. Uh, it's re- I know it sounds again like. I got the violin out, but where we've where we've been so successful, we've had all of the consequences of being successful without the prize of promotion. Yeah. So teams are just happy to get anything from Hastings. They're just happy for a good performance. So we're a free hit. Um, could, tell, could tell Billy to stop winding up all the opposition directors and managers. Uh, well, I've said to Bill a couple of times, I said, you need to stop doing the opposition's team talks because... He is a motivational speaker in some ways. We, well, we do it. We we do it. We take things from other teams' opposite, uh, yeah. Twitter accounts and and uh, websites. I mean, we, we, we take a lot and we, we make sure our players are aware of it mm. um, because it's it could be the 1% which, which pushes you the other way. And the thing is, the Ashford game doesn't need any more... Uh, spice to it. I mean, after the, after the, um, you know, with the the fuel chat and stuff like that, I was like, going, oh no, just to put a bit more on the game because you think, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, every again, every game is a cup final. So Cray Valley, I couldn't even tell you when we're playing Cray Valley because I, I just know that I know that we've got three or four games before that, which. If we don't win, uh, the Cray Valley games are relevant, really. Um, I think that's the that's the difference between a fan's perspective and, and your perspective, having to manage the team on a day to day basis, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I, I, I just obviously I look forward to it. I look. I, the, this is why I enjoyed the FA Cup run because you're playing against different teams and like Chippenham, for example. Chippenham had no respect for us at all and just expected to run all over us. But then this is why I've always said, I think if we'd had the promotion that I think we deserved, I think we could have gone again. I genuinely think that because in the league above, teams will go, well, we'll have a go at you. You know, there's no fear factor there. We'll, we'll, we'll have a, we'll have a, like a, a to and fro with you. Whereas teams at our level, they don't really do it a great deal. And 
then also on top of that, you get the stuff like with Phoenix, with the balls and the pitch. You got the added spice of the Ashford game. All of these things, which are obstacles, I feel like we've overcome. We're now having to face again, but with even more loaded against us because um, everyone just expects us to do well. So it's good because it's created a real siege mentality within the group. But it's it's just like mental toughness wise in terms of gritting your teeth and and keeping working through it is is the biggest test. But it's good though. Like I'd rather that than being a relegation battle. Yeah. Nice problem to have, especially. Yeah. Uh, in Aggie, we trust, mate. In Aggie, we trust. I always, I always worry when you put that, Chris, because it always makes you think someone's telling you I'm about to get sacked. <laughs> <laughs> we co- Robbie and I accidentally coined the, the word. Um, we were talking about agricultural what? football, weren't we? And, we, and I think Robbie agricultural. coined the word agricultural. Yeah. Which yeah. Was, um, you know, that's what we want. Yeah, no, no, we don't want you getting the sack, mate. Bloody hell. Fucking <laughs> okay, uh, Le- hell. Right. Le- Leon will know this. Leon, Leon will know this. I must be one of the longest serving managers now for a long time. Oh, probably, yeah. Well, you've lost the ball in a month, haven't you? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, Ed. Good times. Right, right. Don't go off and leave, all right? No leaving and no getting sacked. We'd sort Billy Wood out if he tries any of that. Oh, right. Bill's all right. Bill's all right. Well, about the rest of them then? We sort all of them out. <laughs> The, the, was it Mr. Bernie and his seven million? Was uh, to be fair, the, the, the clubs the clubs could as gold. Genuinely, mm. it's um, it's the most settled it's been um, for for a long time. Um, yeah, no. That's, that, again, that's, this is another thing that makes it more frustrating. You look at the crowds. You look at you look at the win rate. You look at you look at the support. You look at I mean, support backroom wise and. The club's ready and has proven it's ready to be operating at a better level and the supporters deserve it. I mean, like you look at it on Saturday, how can we, we treble Phoenix Sports Gate? Like, it, yeah. You know, it, the, the club deserves more um, than, yeah. than what the level it's operating at, which, you know, we just have to keep working hard and, and, and keep fighting for it. But as I said, off the pitch is, is fine and there's no, there's no issues. It, it's only sets us up to, to succeed apart from social media and Twitter. But... <laughs> well, out of interest, uh, will Ben be back for Saturday, do you think? I mean, or is he off for a while now? I mean, how's, is it a baby boy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a mini, oh. mini Canelo. Um, <laughs> uh, well, hopefully. How long, does it take to, how long does it take to have a baby? <laughs> Well, she squeezed it out, didn't she? So yeah, it's well, out. He's good to go. Hey, yeah, yeah. He should be at training tomorrow. Oh, well, they there. should. They should have told him. Did he? He wasn't him giving birth, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope you got well, newfangled parental leave nonsense. Uh, yeah, no. We're not. We're not doing that. <laughs> what, if he has, we'll find him a week's wages. It's not this Saturday. <laughs> Love it. No, no. Uh, he he was um he he was going to play last night. He was going to play, and up to, and I said, to, "I said, I said, come on, Mike. So this, yeah. is a, this is the biggest moment of your life." Yeah. Mm. And yeah, I said, you know, Ashford, Ashford at home can wait. Um, I wish he, I wish he told me to do one, but yeah. <laughs> tell him he can break out the old thumb sucking routine when he scores on Saturday. Oh, don't, <laughs> don't. 
I don't, I don't know how comfortable I think seeing Ben Pope doing that. <laughs> it, seems to be the, it seems to be the thing, doesn't it? Or whatever they do. Yeah. Arms thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I was yeah. just pick um, flat, so-called flat white Andy up on, you know, as much of a <laughs> crowd crowd pleaser. You that wins. me up if you tried. I'm only 10 stone, John. <laughs> Right. As much as it's great for the fans to beat the the top teams, the real graft and the real key to winning the league is having a system that takes you through all those lower teams, isn't it? Um, but and and that is in that's kind of what we're doing. We've got loads of games in hand, but but we are generally turning over those those lower teams at the lower end of the table. Or the mid and lower teams. Would you? Would anyone agree with that, or is that nonsense? He's trying to generate that the argument. He's trying to generate the argument that would have happened had Chris not been on here. <laughs> <laughs> I was just. I totally agree with what you're saying, John. I'm just talking about the psycho- the psychological boost of of dicking one of the big teams on the way back up the up on the way back up to the top of that table. That's all. Um, but not forgetting you've got to have a system to oh, lower so team. Oh, take his back. <laughs> no, I, I, th- I, th- I think it's that's what we've done well is traditionally we've we've not strung together uh, a string of results which are poor. Um, and I, I think what we've seen with our rivals is like Ashford done it with us, they beat us 3-0 and then they drew the next two games. Mm. And that three points is wiped out because then we won the next two games. So I think, I genuinely think a majority of it is mentality and and, and a bit of psychology in terms of generating your own atmosphere on these away games where you've only got 25 people. This is where the support comes in because Phoenix Sports with... No one there is soulless, but with our support, it makes a big difference. And I just think it, uh, the word that comes to mind is just grind. You just got to keep grinding it out, as as horrible as it sounds. And what I don't think has helped is actually the amount of away games we've had. So we we because of we're fortunate with the surface we've got at the pilot field. I think we can play a better brand of football, whereas away from home, having learnt lessons from the first year, sometimes we do have to be a bit more agricultural and direct and Ollie Black's throw. Um, But because we played so many away games, playing at home was a bit like, you know, and I think maybe that didn't help in terms of the second half, in terms of getting the ball down and dominating the ball and um, stopping Ashford having so many attacks. I think now where we've got a run of free home games and the fixtures won't be so loaded towards away fixtures, I think hopefully we can get a better balance and start <clears throat> and start playing with a bit more consistency, but also at home play a better brand of football. Mm. But I think uh, John, uh, not sort of being funny, John's right. It, it's it's the, we always say to the lads, the hives away on Tuesday night and the Whitstables away. That's where the league's won, not on the not on the Saturday against the big boys because they've normally shown an inability to convert 
those sorts of games regularly into three points, whereas we've always been able to do it, touch wood. So, and then to be fair, we've done it this year. Like, I'm talking like we're bottom of the league, but we've won 10 of the last 12. So, um, but, but hopefully for you guys, that's an indication that we're not, we're not sort of resting on our laurels at all. Not at all. None of us think that, Aggie. Any question that? I think we'll, we'll leave it there. Thanks very much to the great English Jose, Chris Agata, Flat White Andy, Leon, Smithy, Mr. Wills, and uh, Gasson for coming along. And have a nice evening, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, Aggie. Cheers, folks. That's it for another week, Hughes fans. It was a mixed bag. But we are Hastings. We bounce back. Remember, if you've got any suggestions or comments or want to get on our fan roundtables, just drop us an email on hufcpod at gmail.com or on the Twitter, which is at hufcpodcast. We're available on all audio platforms. And I'd really love it if you could get over to our YouTube, which is chock full of videos, interviews and old episodes. Give a like, make a comment, but please subscribe. It's all free and help spread that joy of Hastings. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host Chris Laverick, hope you have a good week, and see you at the game. <laughs>